Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin. Hey, it is Music Monday, y'all. This is coming down to the end. Uh, man, you love my love of music. I used to be a DJ, and I love music. And so uh, even though I'm in me- media right now, not doing so much music, I still keep my ear to the uh, streets of about what's going on with music. And you all know that I am from a town in Louisiana called Shreveport, uh, where we have some of the greatest artists uh, out there that you probably have never heard of. Maybe you have heard of, but uh, you have people like, uh, let me see, uh, Cole Bossley, uh, Cole Bossberry, uh, who else? Uh, Hurricane Chris. Uh, a lot of people that you probably heard of uh, from Shreveport. Uh, Jordan Davis, uh, high school football uh, uh, teammate of mine. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people come out from Shreveport, but today's guest, uh, he is also from the Shreveport Bossier area, uh, more more so the Stonewall area. Uh, today's guest is a good friend of mine, great great like a brother to me. Uh, help me welcome Mr. Shay Baylor. Shay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, sir. Hey, thank you, man. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. And Shay and Shay is back. This is his second time on the show, yes. uh, but this is his time. And this is just just for just for Shay only. We had Michael, of course uh of the band Shaylift, but this is Shay Bailiff. So man, like hey, Shay, thank you once again, man, for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Honored to be a part of the episode too. I, I sure appreciate you reaching out and hey, good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. And I last seen Shay at our good friend and uh Rachel and Colton's wedding. So uh Shay was performing there, man. So that that was that made it more beautiful just to see you perform at the wedding. And man, that was just last time I seen you man. in person. It was awesome. Yeah, it was like I feel like he's the last of, you know, maybe my two or three friends my age that hadn't gotten married, right? So he's, I think Trey's left. But uh, man. yeah, man, that was a beautiful wedding. I love that they did it outdoors, you know, right in the middle of, was around Fairfield area. So yeah, man. Hey, you, you did great yourself, brother. Yeah, yeah. I was the ordained minister yeah. for that wedding. And uh, I, I could tell, I was like, yeah, this guy's had some experience. And <laughs> being a minister, it was, it was perfect. Uh, did you see me crying? I was crying too. I was like, man, just... oh, yeah. <laughs> when I saw Colton cry, I was like, oh man, don't do that to me, man. I'm crying. Right, yeah. Hey, yeah so. Colton, man, he's, you know, you see somebody like Colton crying. It's like, yeah, this is, this it's is pretty crazy. serious. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think because I, I've known both of them as children, you know, they say, Hey, let Calvin be the, the minister for this and do it. I'm like, all right, me do a wedding. I'm like sweating and nervous. And I'm over here looking at you and Michael, like, man, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> you killed it man thanks Trust brother <laughs> man so like that whole community with colton trey and all those people man like yeah. we have really have a bond with all this and i think most of the bond comes from seeing you and your band shaliff uh perform man so i think kind of like just that whole glue kind of stems from like seeing y'all perform at different bars and different venues so i really think that that was kind of like a reunion of not only just like our personal friends but because of the friends that we made, you know, hearing y'all's music. So before we get even any further into it, can you tell people about who you are and what you do? Yeah, man. So I'm Shay Bailiff and uh, I've been playing music since I was 15 years old, right? So I don't even want to say how, how long that is now, but it's definitely a couple of decades, right? But uh, but yeah, and we started playing uh, basically to fill a void is kind of how I reluctantly started playing on live stages. And so we, my parents used to do youth ministry and we had some worship bands that would play and they were killer, you know, really talented musicians. 
and they would play on Thursday nights um, for a while there. And then, uh, you know, eventually they were unable to to play. And, like, there's there were literally no other bands. You know, this was, like, back before. You know, it was just a little different back then. So we couldn't get a band out there. And uh, there was a lady that was attending during that time. Her name was is Jill. And she was, like, she had, like, a, a gift. You know, she was a real strong Christian lady. And she basically was like, hey, you know, I know that you want to be performing and, and singing. And uh, I was like, well, how did you know that? You know, it's kind of crazy. Because I had been practicing, like, and singing, you know, on my own. Right? But I never had the courage to get up and do that at that age, you know. So she said, I really, I, you need to be doing it. And uh, you need to do it, like, go ahead and just do it this week. <laughs> so, challenged you. Yeah, she challenged me, you know. and But it was a real, like, pushy but cool way that she did it. It wasn't, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I need to do it. So I got up and did that. That was, I felt like my, that was the last day of my life. That's how terrifying that was to me, you know. And, and I did very bad right <laughs> so that, that's how I started and uh ended up the next week it was just Grayson and I my twin brother and we did that for years but the way it kicked off was just me on a guitar singing and him playing drums you know and then uh we look up four years later and we have these full bands that you know we started we're playing in, in churches like four times a week and uh and I started to write music at that time that wasn't necessarily like so worship churchy type music, uh, but it was still like Christian music. And then, so we were doing that for a while. And I, of course, my senior year to kind of backpedal, I went to Evangel. Um, and my senior year in particular, there were like a group of 20 Koreans, exchange students and I was real intrigued by their culture and like became real good friends with all these guys. And eventually they were like, Hey man, you should cover a Korean song, like put it on the internet, put it on YouTube. And so that was another like pressure kind of thing. I was like, dude, I don't know about that. You know? <laughs> so I went, I, re- I said, Hey, I'll do one, like memorize the song, study the words, like put it on the internet. And it got a lot more attention than I could have ever imagined. And to the point of there were three record labels that reached out to me at that time. And uh, I was young, so I chose to go with the the indie small label. And uh, so I could have my freedom, right? You know? Right. So, you know, basically we were kind of, you're saving up your own money. It's a small label. And I saved up, flew, just decided to go to Korea, like move over there. I had some friends from school that let me stay at their house. And like just went, you know, it's 20 years old. And looking back, it's like, man, that was pretty stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're doing that. And uh, they basically kind of had some guys set up for me, some musicians. And we started recording and, you know, writing, recording albums in Korea and in Korean. And uh, it happened pretty quick. You know, we're setting up gigs. And then a year into it, like some TV, uh, big tv promotions reached out to us and it was just kind of you know rolling really but the kicker is like 
if you don't have a top 10 song on the radio, especially as a foreigner, you know, it's really hard to like keep money coming in because you only, only had an entertainment visa, you know, so I could only make money playing music, you know, <laughs> which, wow. is, uh, which is the hardest way. <laughs> so I, I decided, you know, it's two or three years in, I was like, man, I'm going to come back to the States and start this, this band. And so that's like the first half of the story, you know, and then we started Shayla when I was like, I guess, 23, 24. And, uh, you know, I grew up, I'd, I'd known Michael and Jacob. They're younger than me, you know, but I, I knew them from playing tennis and things like that. And got my brother back and just said, Hey man, let's, we'll start this band and practice, you know, 16 hours a week and get like a four hour set list. And then we'll start booking shows, you know, so start off as kind of like cover band two originals per set and eventually like it we flipped the other way you know but uh yeah man that's reminds uh, me of how wild of a ride it's been i guess i know <laughs> you, you know it's crazy because like you know just like at, for, uh, coincidentally you were my first ever uh your band was my first ever published uh, article in journalism uh, professionally so like so that was cool to see y'all when we when we did the uh i know right this like shayla the just shay itself has been about milestone moments for me in my career and as as, as of yeah. this recording of this podcast he's actually the last person i'm i'm interviewing uh for recording so it's just that's why the bond's there because we have this kind of like milestone moments that's why you're very special to me brother and uh that's why that. i had to have you in my uh, so yeah, just to hear that crazy, amazing story, uh, you guys have been doing a lot and, uh, just that risk you took, I mean, that's, I mean, how were, how were your parents reacting to you just up and leaving and just, I mean, that had to be hard on Greg too, right? Right. Yeah. I, I think he probably took it the hardest, <laughs> but no, they, you know, I think I convinced them that, Hey, you know, there's, we have all this attention and I still like even at that age, I still had like kind of a work ethic and I could show them like, Hey, this is not something they knew that I've been working on this for, you know, a hundred hours a month since I was 15. And so they, they saw the opportunity in it. And, uh, you know, I think looking back, they probably would have not allowed me to, to go had they known everything that happened over there. But, uh, they knew, you know, Hey, I got, I got buddies over there. I'm staying with them. You know, it's it's safe, but uh, yeah, you know, because there was one point, and and I'm kind of going back. They, you know, my label and management had kind of just, I felt like just a, a used up workhorse, you know, over there. And uh, at one point, you know, I told them because in my contract, hey, I I can go back to the states every three months for a month. And so it got to the point where eventually they were like, well, no, you can't, you know, we're not going to let you do that. So I said, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> so and I ended up kind of complying with them and staying like months longer than agreed. And so finally I, I just kind of saw the, the writing on the wall and I, you know, it's kind of getting unhealthy over there. And uh, I told them I was leaving and they basically, 
found a way to make my passport vanish. Oh, wow. Thin air. Yeah. So that's when I reached out to my parents, right? They, they didn't know how severe it was until like it come to that point. So basically I had to like go to the cops and like lie, tell them that I lost my passport at a club, which I didn't even drink till I was 23, you know, right. but, uh, and then like get a new one made at the embassy and like just jet out of there. So yeah, they they would probably had they done that, they'd probably been like, yeah, I don't think you're going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wouldn't take it back for the world because the things that I learned over there and their approach to not just the entertainment world but just work in general is is pretty astounding. You know, I mean, I see why companies like Samsung. And a lot of these Korean companies are doing so well worldwide. You know, they just, they really understand how to make things work, you know, and, and they know how to work, <laughs> you know, so. And and it kind of gave you an insight of how, how dirty the music business can be. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Wow. And I, and that's the thing, like when I went to the embassy, they said, you know, this happens to people all the time is what they told me. And I was like, man. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks <laughs> <in here. laughs> but that's true. You know, the embassy and, and you see, uh, you know, some of these really famous legendary singers, you, you know, if you look, you hear their biography or you or their, you watch, you know, movies about them, they had to either switch management or things didn't work out as well as they seemed, you know, it, it is kind of dirty. And uh, I feel like it's gotten better because you can, there's less that you can sweep under, under the rug now, but it still is. A, it's tricky, man. It is. So I'm having more fun kind of doing it the way we've been doing it is just strictly like running it ourselves and kind of in control of, of what we're doing. Man. So, yeah, man. That's crazy. These are stories that I, mean, I knew about from you, but I didn't yeah. know the details of them. So I didn't know that. I thought it was all smooth sailing, man, because, you know, I was, <laughs> I look on YouTube, you see MTV Korea. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, <laughs> Bailiff on MTV? I'm like, wait a minute. So, man, right. that's, that was, I didn't know the, the whole story about that. that is, this is new to me. I didn't know you had a big struggle. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the thing, man. You know, we were like, it looked like it was doing well. And, that, and it was. You know, and if I had, looking back now, like if I had the ability to have a second, you know source of income probably would have been fine you know but it was like literally like starving artist kind of story where you're trying to hustle it but you're you know there's only so much you can do at that level you know as as a musician as far as you know it's a small country you just say there's a game to be played you know you don't want to just play everywhere all the time you want you got to keep it kind of exclusive and but yeah, looking back, I probably would have had a better strategy going in. But <laughs> hey, you know, I'm glad to be back here. This, this is where I met my my wife, you know, and got all my buddies here. So I, um, I could have kissed the soil when I came back to the States. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you on this episode of Music Monday. Y'all, we're going to have a little bit more with Shane Bela on Music Monday here on the Strap Show podcast. Stay tuned.
think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest. And that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it is, straight up. Welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast, Music Monday. I'm your host, Calvin. Hey, today I have one of my good friends, personally good friends. He's helped me out through a lot. Uh, his music has helped me out through a lot as well. Uh, he has a great family, uh, great wife, just, just all around great guy. Uh, today's guest is no other than Shaliff's lead singer, Shay Bailiff. Man, and thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Hey, man. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. This is... Uh... Tell you, man, it's wild how long you've been doing this too. Man, man. Do, I cannot believe a hundred episodes. Just that is so wild to me. That is wild. crazy, man. Like you know, and, and you've been a part of this episode. My only regret is not having your brother on the show because, yeah. man, like that's just <laughs> like I really felt like if I think y'all purposely keep him away from interviews and stuff like that, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, when I look at all your interviews and stuff like that, he is never interviewing anybody. Like I'm like. Y'all have to start putting him in front of a microphone, man. I know, keep, I know. Keep in the drum cage. <laughs> he, he's hard to pin down, man. He, he's the most obscure, you know, kind of like elusive guy. I, I never know where he is at times. <laughs> and then wait, and wait, knowing him, his his, his 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 brother is known for like, hey, man, hey, Calvin, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sleeping. What are you doing? Just at home, just thinking about stuff. <laughs> I wonder how you doing, buddy. I'm like, I'm I'm good, great. Like, we, you, and then we start talking about life and then politics and then man, we just, man, I love your brother, man. It's just That's you know, man, just and I, I think I, every time I see him, it's like we pick up where we never left off. Just never, it's good to be, yeah. man. But Shay's right, man. He's always you never know where he's at. I never know, man. He's a mystery, man. He so is. I love him. I uh, love all your band, man. Just so, and for people that don't, don't don't know, Shay has a band called Shayliff. Which, if you can't put two and two together, his name is Shay Bailiff. So, Shay Liff, you know. So you, you get it. That, that's my question. That I'm not gonna even ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Shay Bailiff, Shay Liff. Uh, but can you just tell us right quick? Uh, kind of name your bandmates right now. Yeah. So we have uh, my brother, my twin brother Grayson, uh, Michael Brown on the lead guitar. Morgan Fayard on bass and Tim Powell. He does keys, electric, anything backing my inner monitors. Like, you know, he's like a a robot or something. I don't know. He's crazy. So, yeah, we're, we're a, fit, a five person band as of, I guess, two or three years ago. And uh, yeah, man, just rocking it out, you know, enjoying whenever we can still get, get the opportunity to play, man. We're, we're always excited, you know. And quick shout out to Tim, man. He's having a uh, you know brand, brand new baby, so just yeah. engaged. So man, hey Tim, congratulations, man. We hey we love you out here, man. And I, I, I'm probably I've known Tim since high school, so uh, oh nice. Man, 
that's <laughs> to hear him to, to be a dad now man he's a great guy sweet guy uh so can, big congrats to him man yeah yeah he's freaking out but he'll do just fine <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, yeah, life, no, this, uh, what's that life's hitting us life is really hitting us. <laughs> absolutely yeah it is well this but yeah no that's man we i tell you this band i guess we've been going 12 years now or close to but when i got back from uh korea i you know i just wanted to have a group of guys that you know i really wanted to make good american like alternative rock and roll music and that you know i tried to kind of get that style to work in korea and it just wasn't a didn't really work like I had hoped as well, you know? And so when I came back here, I was like, we're just writing the music that we want to write and doing it the way we want to do it. And at that time, you know, metal and country were like the only music that was working in Shreveport at that time, you know, and we wanted to do like Radiohead meets Kings of Leon originals. And it just didn't really fit anywhere. But I was like, man, we're just, I'm just going to do it, you know, like, and I kind of was reading articles, like, just do the music you want to do and let the audience come to you, you know, the people who have the appetite for that kind of stuff. And uh, so we were doing that, but but I would say it probably took like three or four years for Shreveport to, to start catching on to what we were doing, you know, so we were doing that. We, so we were playing out of town a lot whenever we first started in, in San Antonio and Dallas, Arkansas. We play Monroe a lot. And surprisingly enough, Monroe was like the very first place to just embrace us completely. You know, we, we got a lot of momentum there first. And uh, to the point of like we, we you know, did some uh, ULM, like Battle of the Band stuff. We were invited to do, you know, competitions like that. We ended up like somehow winning that and getting to play with the fray over there you know what i mean like there's a lot of momentum everywhere else but shreveport <laughs> whenever we first came back and then it all kind of bled over and now it's it's the opposite you know i feel like we're we do better here now than anywhere you know but uh but we did it hardcore man we were recording like four full albums you know so every two to three years we were recording a new album and playing with as many nationals as as we could we were eat sleep and breathe it you know there for a good seven eight years and uh of course i'm gotten older and married and i have kids and i've started a bit of a roofing business uh priority roofing you know just a little plug there go but, for uh, it <laughs> yeah but started that and and uh now it's music to me is it's a drug it's something that i have to do and uh so I do it when I when I want to, which is pretty awesome. You know, we're not just on the grind, but like Tyler Reed invited us to open up for them last month. You know, stuff like that to me is just like that's what gets me stoked about still being able to play. You know, and and that's the I think that's what kind of like why I kind of like connected with you a lot because like you know, just being a DJ and like, I, I come from hip hop and like, you know, going to like different clubs in downtown Shreveport and uh, like Coco's and all this stuff like that. But like, yeah, you know, I would get all these artists, hey, play my music, you know, and like, and like you can just tell like it was just garbage, you know, and like, <laughs> it was just like not good music. And like, and you didn't <laughs> right. have the purity in their music, you know, it was just random rhymes and stuff like that. 
but I think, and I, I tell you this story all the time, but like, and the bar is no longer there anymore. We, we, you perform at this bar uh, off of Shreveport Barstow over there next to the uh, McDonald's, or right right next to the bridge right there before it connects to Bozier over there. It used to be a bar on that corner over there, and y'all perform over there. And that was the first time I actually think I've seen you perform. And like you perform and you came down and you sat at the bar by yourself and everybody else is having a good time talking and stuff and mingling around. But you just sat there by yourself and you were just talking like, and me, you just talked maybe like 30 minutes after you performed, you were sweating and stuff. And, you know, and like, (laughs) (laughs) but just to hear you just be so passionate about music, man, like that's kind of how I knew you were a special person, man, because like you really had a good mindset about music. And I think it's kind of like why I connected with you because like, your style is different. You know, I know you say Keys and Leon and uh and you say you want to talk about modern rock, but I think that what you have as an artist is not just rock. And I think you can't put yourself in a bubble. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're a church boy. I'm a church boy. So like it's just <laughs> like you hear that soul in you too. Mm-hmm. Uh but if you were to describe like your vocal style and stuff like that, how would you describe your vocal style and how did you kind of get to where you are right now, because you, Shay, can hit ranges and styles of that I've never seen before in my life. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> you get me excited. I'm like, man, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I keep doing this for a while. But no, uh, by, how would I describe my vocal style? I guess, uh, you know, melancholic, blues, and, and uh, basically, you know, it's hard for me to put it kind of categorize it, but the I know what I the feeling that I'm going for is like just a full kind of sound that you're gonna really feel like convinced that what I'm singing is I really mean it, and it really is like an outlet for me, you know. But it's stylistically, I mean, you're right. I mean, the church we grew up around the church is like rhythm blues soul gospel you know meets like weird kind of british music that i I like to listen to you know and and uh and i'm part irish so i guess that i got that's why i get the kind of you know the melancholy stuff going on who knows <laughs> right <laughs> but i just really like to express a, an idea in a way that's going to really like hit home with people and sometimes it does it takes like like the song the one for me to really like express it like i wanted to like i had to hit those notes right and from from the from my soul and it's like yeah man that's that's what i wanted it to be and it you know hang something you can hang your hat on right when, when you're done with and that that song the one that i think that's a prime example and i'll i'll play it right here heard like you just you just hit that note it's just you know specifically on the chorus you started off kind of like kind of edgy rock but then you like, yeah. like I, I can't hit it sorry about that but like <laughs> on the second when you came around the second part of that song 
you like just went from rock and you just hit a high note like that like i don't know how you did that man like i mean did you besides church did you have any kind of like any training at all or are you just kind of just self-taught well no and i had some guitar lessons you know growing up but vocals not really but i would say that because we it was first assembly right at Shreveport community so no real like hands-on training but i was in bands and had to sing alongside people like ron collins i don't know if you know ron and then dominic jones you know and dewitt and all them and so we were having to sing along them along with them right like we'd do i'd do a song and she would do a song and then i'd be like well, next time I get up here, I'm going to have to be better than I did today. Because if you've ever heard her sing, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, the stuff that she can do, you know. So I think without realizing it, being around these guys, I just imitated and picked up on things that they were doing and, and figured out techniques from listening to them, how they sounded when they would do certain things. And then I kind of imitate like, okay, I, I think I see how they did that. And I test it out. It's just years of that, you know. And then, of course, learning uh, – anytime I learn a cover song, I really like the band Muse, and which to me they're like a modern-day queen. You know, like they have all this crazy rock and roll, like really unique chord progressions with beautiful singer you know, hitting all these notes and doing things that are just wild. And so learning those types of cover songs, you know what I mean? Just over yeah. the years, you kind of develop and pick up on things that you like or, or don't like, you know. And that's kind of what I compare you to a little bit, because I've been throwing you curveballs lately. <laughs> giving, you, <laughs> yeah. giving you songs to cover. Like, I'm like, man, he has that. You really, you to me, you have that kind of Freddie Mercury, like, style. And it's just like, man, like, this dude, like, I don't know how to explain to y'all. Like I've never fanboyed over like an artist because like, <laughs> like cause some of the songs you, you, you have, like it, it's giving me chills. Like, wow. Like, and it's hard like to make music impact you to where you, you get chills. Like, dang, like this boy can blow, man. So that's why like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm not just blowing smoke. It, like man. it's just like, and I, I do my due diligence by like, just say, Hey man, like, listen to this song, listen to this song, like convert it. Like yeah. even in my personal workplace, it's like, look, look, I know that we usually don't do music on this newscast, but you know, y'all have to have him on this newscast. And then, and that's how it came about. And then all of a sudden, like, think of Carly. Uh, she was just like, Oh my God, I love Shay. Like, I'm like, told you, <laughs> like, you know, like don't, I don't, don't sleep with my boys, but you know, you have yeah, some music. Support, man. Oh, always bro. Always. Um, like I said, you just kind of have that that style, that voice, and um, you know. But you also have the lyrics as well. Uh, you you all have some bangers, and the fact that some of your songs are so good that when I first heard, I'm like, this is this a cover? Oh, this is wait a minute, this this isn't a cover. Like, <laughs> yes. can you explain like your style of like the way you write? Because I went through a breakup, and, uh, and you know about it too. And, and thank yeah. you for the help and talking me t- talking me down off of like the heartbreak and stuff like that. And like, I definitely take time and say, Hey, thank you. Because you really helped me out through that. And uh, he was a good friend and came and talked to me. Uh, So I really appreciate you for that for one, but you know, listen to some of your lyrics, you know, I I even, even, even recently doing my research right now, I went back and heard some of your first album 
And like, man, like when you, when I heard, and I, I've never heard uh, Into Pieces, you know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I'm like, yeah. dang, Shay. I'm like, there. I'm like, dang, man. Like, give me, I'm like, God dang it, Shay. <laughs> like, wow. Like, and like, just to hear the lyrics itself, like, you know, compared to now, this is a two part question. Compared to now and to then, what were you writing about then? And then what do you write? And like, can I, can I explain your writing style about what Shayla talks about? Yeah, I would say then I was more like, uh, feel like writing was like more of an emotional dump almost. So I grew up pretty introverted and we were really a, have had a blessed life, you know. But I was so introverted, and there's a lot of things that I think maybe frustrations and things that maybe I never really told anybody. And so some of that is is not necessarily about one in particular thing, like that song in pieces, but I just knew like I need to get this out and it, and it's coming out in song form. And then I'll after I take, you know, that kind of emotion and put it into a melody and, and get that feeling out. And then I spend a lot of time on the lyrics to make sure that, that I'm satisfied with them and that you don't, that nothing pops out to anybody that sounds kind of bad or strange with lyrics, you know? So the difference then, and now, as I say, now I'm more able to write songs from different angles. Like I may write a song from somebody else's perspective or some other things that I've seen happen, but not necessarily like I'm getting out of me or needing to get out of myself. Right. Sometimes it's still the case, but that's the biggest difference I'd say. So it allows me to have more fun and freedom and take different perspectives of people's lives and kind of mix it up a little bit. But the thing that is the same is I only write music from melody and chords with no lyrics typically. And I'm just like getting a sound and a feeling that I'm really stoked about. And the lyrics come way later. I'll finish the whole song without any words. And then I'll go, come, I'll go back and kind of that part takes me the longest, you know, getting the words down. So, so there'll be a time I'll write a whole song. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm like, it's going to be a good one, man. Can't wait till it's done. <laughs> Got the melody and the music in there. <laughs> I look at, um, you know, to my, uh, your newer song is Dots and Lines and Together. I know Michael wrote Dots and Lines, but yeah, uh, I look at Together, uh, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, I know Sweet Emotions was about uh, uh, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler's daughter being born. And when I hear Together, I think that's when your daughter was first born, right? And it's kind of like yeah. where, so like, is it kind of, am I right or am I wrong about that? Yeah, for sure. And and. Here I am kind of backpelling, but yeah, that song was like inspired by me getting married and having a daughter, you know, and it's like the beauty of my wife and I's relationship. And there's things in there, like where we've had times where we're like, let's just go outside. I'm like, let's just hang out and enjoy like when life has gotten complicated, you know, so I, I got a, some of that's in that song, you know, if you were to, I would definitely say like a family type love song where you, you could see a shift in my life. That's a good kind of, that's a good reference. I'd say. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It, it really yeah. was. I'm like, dang, 
like but the stuff you've been writing lately has definitely been hitting hard and like we're gonna talk more about shayla shay uh shay bailiff and his music coming up on the other make sure you stay tuned to straight up show podcast music monday support your favorite podcast but don't know how well you're in luck the straight up show podcast store is finally here in our teespring shop you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up from t-shirts to masks to even leggings our store has you covered just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button that's str the number eight up show podcast Hey everybody out there, I'm Sutan Salahuddin. From Southside, season three is out right now on HBO Max. Make sure you tune in and make sure you tune in to the Straight Up Podcast show whenever you are online. Peace. All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast, Music Monday. I'm here with Shay Bailiff, lead singer of the band Shay Liff. Uh, brother, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, sure. Yeah, you've been you've been having a good time on the show. You've been telling us about some things that I've never knew about you personally with the music and stuff like that. Uh, you make it seem so easy. I know that things have not always been easy. Uh, for those listening right now, and there are fans of Shay and Shay Bayla, uh, Shay Shay Lift. There we go. Uh, what <laughs> what are some hardships that you all have had uh, on this journey of this great music that you have made? Man, it's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, not that we've reached a level of like fame or anything, you know, but we put our our entire like twenties pursuing any other careers like on the shelf and only played music. You know, really, basically deciding to be poor. You know what I mean? Instead of like hustling up a career. And so that the real sacrifice of that, and then like the the hard thing about this, especially if you want to do original music, you just have to know that you really love it because we 
would play like shows at a stadium one night right and then you and then the next night you're playing in front of like two people and worst you just have to decide like am i stoked that these two people are here like hey they're digging the music you know what i mean so you just decide like you're gonna have fun but it is tough man you know doing that late nights and and all these kinds of things but now i think we're kind of more of like at our age we have we do like i have my own business and, and construction and music's more of an outlet and uh so it's it's i feel like more settled with the way that things are now but there is that sacrifice of you know if we want to do a show like everybody has you still have to put your life on hold in a way put your time into making these shows happen you know but but i tell you man i, I put a good you know 15 years of my life just music only and uh being broke is crap for a long time you know <laughs> but i got you know eventually because i think you can you can and you have to be a hybrid nowadays right it's good to, to have a few irons in the fire and know how to do a few different trades and uh once i put the same energy and work that i did into music into any other trade i was like oh wow I can actually make money with this stuff, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sacrifice to me, but in, in the end, the reward, whether or not we get paid a dime on any shows now is that adrenaline high that you get from playing your originals and like people digging your music and sometimes singing the words, like that's a, a, a hard to describe intangible right there you know so so we get the reward of that at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and, and and i'm not gonna keep it so much longer but two questions and then we wrap it up uh and you made a lot of sacrifices and you know you kind of put in like you switching now to where you have a family now and stuff like that my question to you is what if lightning lightning tries to strike you and you start to get the more fame and stuff like that now because you know, maybe the eyes weren't on you 15 years ago, but they just automatically happen now. What would happen then? Yeah. Well, that, and that's a interesting question that, and of course my wife and I have talked about that. And I always just say, you know, as, as a Christian, and I'm by no means a perfect Christian, you know, but I tell her that, hey, you know, if, if this, because I do love to do this, and this is not us just sitting by saying like, if it's God's will, it'll happen. And just sitting by, like we've really put in the, <laughs> the time, you know? And uh, so I tell her, like, I feel like if it really is God's will, he'll, he'll show us in some way. And, and I'll know that his hands in it. I think that would be the way that I would, that I would know. And so it, I don't rule it out, you know, I mean, it, it would be awesome to be able to do this as a full career. And I see a lot of guys, a lot famous uh, touring artists that they just play twice a week, you know, and that I'm like, Hey, maybe, maybe that is, could be doable if we ever got lucky, <laughs> you know, it just depends. And, and the crazy part about it, reason why I stay on it, because I'm a believer too. Jesus Christ and 
Um, I, I, I'm not the perfect Christian either. Trust me. God knows I'm not perfect. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do have a lot of faith that <laughs> I do have a lot of faith in y'all that lightning will strike. And I think that I'm kind of one of those people that will hold on to belief because I grew up poor. And I, there were days that were, you know what? God, I know I just want to be forever. You know what I mean? Because, you know, our rent used to be 150 and all that stuff like that. And living in more town and stuff like that. And like, I had faith. So that showed me that to where I'm at right now, I'm like, hey, faith does work. Yeah. So I, and that's why I hold on to like encouraging you guys to keep going because I got faith and I see the talents you all have. And man, like I, I have faith that lightning will strike y'all, uh, you know, well, well, figuratively, not, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> right. I know, I know you're not right. for sure, man. I know. You, I know you're on roofs and stuff like that, man. So I don't want you to. <laughs> you're just home for the day, man. You know? <laughs> uh, but man, man, summertime's coming up for y'all. I feel bad for y'all, man. Summertime's coming up. I, yeah. I can't imagine what it's roofs brutal, gonna man. be like. I know. I, uh, y'all, we have Shay Bailiff, uh, Shayliff on the show right now. Shay, uh, can you just tell us right now what's coming up for Shayliff? Like, what do y'all have coming out? Any projects at all or something that the fans should know about yeah so there's two things of course i'm always writing music you know so i feel like uh i've got at least five new songs that i'm working on and we've recorded three new ones right so this sounds like another 12 track future album you know and uh, so there's always that the writing we have a show at uh, the red river radio uh Tuesday and then we'll be doing a show uh in April in Shreveport and um a lot of the we sponsor a lot of these aka MMA fights and for some reason they they keep asking me to sing the national anthem so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that you know but, but that and then another thing too is I've I've gotten back to my roots with music too I, I've started to do more worship music and so I'm kind of back and forth on the idea of like starting a, a project like a worship project and pretty stoked about that you know because Shaliff is people thought we were a Christian band honestly when we first came out we we're you know we're definitely like have been in the scene and and rocking people's faces off too but uh when we first came out the song The Ordinary Man I felt Jesus touched my soul I told the guys, I was like, I really want to play this at this club tonight, and we might not ever get invited back. And it did so well over there. It was crazy. They were wasted, you know, <laughs> lifting their hands. But uh, so the point being is that, you know, I kind of like, man, I'm excited about that side of, of music and uh, getting back to those roots too. Not not that we're – not that Shalop is over. I'm, I'm just kind of enjoying doing both, you know, so – yeah, that ordinary man, man, that kind of hits me home too. I'm like, dang, man, I feel like a bad Christian. Like, I know you got me, God, but man, this song right here really gets me. Like, you know, just <laughs> right. Hey, and that's the thing. It's like men like me who are out of control. Yeah, uh, that's you what I play that anywhere. It, it works, you know. Uh, <laughs> and it, I was it, out of control at the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, way to go, Shayla, make you feel guilty about being a sinner. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, it's been great having you on the show, man. It's been great. Uh, just being your friend, your brother, man. Like he, like even at the wedding, man, I just like, we just never left off and yeah. you just talked to me personally and I could be vulnerable with you. And uh, you, you've come to my defense a lot, man. So I thank you a lot, bro. Like, cause there were some days I'm like, man, I needed you. And it shows you that I wasn't wrong to, 
like you know trust my feelings with you and not, not just like, like i'm all oh my god gushy whatever but just like the fact that you've been yeah, through some yeah. things i've been through and like you know to have my big brother shay say hey you know what it's okay bro just it'll be all right and like and to have the music to go along with it to kind of that that really is the you know the chef's kiss just to have you as a uh, somebody in my corner and just to know you bro so that's been a definitely the biggest honor i've had of knowing you that, that you know just all around you're a good guy man so uh Thank you. and you're a great father too so and husband so hey man like just to see you come from the shade that i once knew single no kids and now just this awesome father man and a businessman i'm proud of you bro so uh and that goes beyond music so it just Thank you so much for blessing us today and uh, coming on the show. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate the kind words, dude. That's that's stuff I'll never forget right there, too. So, man, I, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on, on the last episode. Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> dude, that's an honor, man, really, truly. So, thank yes, sir. you. Oh, yes, sir. And uh, one last question uh, for those who don't know you. Uh, and think about this one. Why should people listen to Shea Bayless music? And I would say it'll, you won't feel like you're just listening to music. My whole goal is that you will have an experience. You listen to it, you forget about your life for that time. And you're kind of just in that moment that we try to present to you, you know? So hopefully that's what people experience when they listen to us. All right, there you have it, man. Shay Bailiff, thank you once again for coming on the social podcast. Monday. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. And before we go, guys, make sure you join the conversation. Go to our website, Straight Show Podcast, through, uh, at Uh There you can listen to Shayla's old uh, episodes where we interviewed him the first time with Michael Brown, uh, guitarist as well. Uh, also go to our Patreon page at Straight Show Podcast 318 for patreon.com forward slash Straight Show Podcast 318. Until then, there's only one rule to our show. You got to be straight up. <laughs> All right. And, and Shay, before <laughs> and Shay, before you go, you got you to play a little something, something for us, right? Yeah, man. This is our song, uh, Stranger. We hope you guys enjoy. All right. All right, guys. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Shay Baylor. <laughs> Another